Greetings and salutations. Hello and welcome to this edition of Everyday Ignatian. We always begin each episode by reciting a prayer called the Angelus. If you are not familiar with the Angelus, that is okay, because I have included the link in the show notes. So if you haven't done so already, I invite you to go into those show notes and open up that link so that we can pray together. Thank you again for joining us and enjoy the episode. God bless you all. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. The angel of the Lord declared unto Mary, and she conceived of the Holy Ghost. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Be it done unto me according to thy word. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And the word was made flesh, and dwelt among us. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Pray for us, O Holy Mother of God, that we may be made worthy of the promises of Christ. Let us pray. Pour forth, we beseech thee, O Lord, thy grace into our hearts, that we, to whom the incarnation of Christ thy Son was made known by the message of an angel, may be brought, by his passion and cross, to the glory of his resurrection. Through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. Sacred Heart of Jesus, have mercy on us. All holy angels, pray for us. Society of Jesus, pray for us. Jesus, meek and humble of heart, make our hearts like unto thy heart. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Everyday Ignatian. Happy Friday. This Friday is the second Friday of June, so we are going to continue our deep dive and celebration of the Sacred Heart this month by diving into its origin story. And I want to begin today with a bit of a kind of a fun game. I'm going to read the opening lines of some famous stories. And I want you to tell me, I want you to guess what story it is from. So let's start, start off, shall we? Call me Ishmael. A long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. It was the best of times it was the worst of times. Those are the beginning lines to, um, here are the answers now. Those are the opening lines to Moby Dick, Star Wars, and Charles Dickens' Tale of Two Cities. And I bring this up because this story also has an iconic line, an iconic, the opening sentence. It begins with this famous line, 
Behold this heart which has so loved men. That is our Lord himself saying that. Isn't that beautiful? But that's kind of, I want to kind of, but that comes a bit later. I want to start from the very top. So the story of the Sacred Heart, no different than Star Wars, no different than Moby Dick, no different than A Tale of Two Cities, also has this beginning. And it begins in this kind of a isolated um, area of France, this isolated kind of village of France called Paris-les-Monials. It's this kind of middle-of-the-nowhere place. And our story begins with a French Jesuit named Claude Le Colombier, and he hears these words in the confessional box. And he hears these words uttered by a nun named, uttered by a nun named Sister Margaret Mary Alacoque. See, she was a visionary, Sister Margaret Mary was. She belonged to this convent of religious nuns called the Visitation Sisters. And our Lord appeared to her one particular day, specifically in June of 1675, and he said to her this, quote, Behold this heart which has so loved men that it has spared nothing, even to exhausting and consuming itself, to testify its love. And in return, I receive from the greater part only in gratitude by their irreverence and sacrilege and by the coldness and contempt they have for me in this sacrament of love. But what I feel most keenly is that it is hearts which are consecrated to me that treat me thus. Therefore, I ask of you that the Friday after the octave of, Cor of Corpus Christi be set apart for a special feast to honor my heart. By receiving communion on that day and making reparation to it by a solemn act in order to make amends for the injuries which it has received during the time it has been exposed on altars. I promise you that my heart shall expand itself to shed in abundance the influence of its divine love upon those who shall thus honor it and cause it to be honored, unquote. That is again our Lord to say to St. Margaret Mary Alacoque. And again, Claude Le Colombier was the designated, who was again a Jesuit. He was the designated confessor of this story, this community, and he hears this and he believes her. And he proceeds to begin to spearhead this devotion and spread this devotion, not just amongst the religious sisters of the visitation, but really all over the world. And it is, and he's the one that really kind of spearheads furthermore, the role that we as Ignatians will play in this story of the Sacred Heart devotion. And it's here that I want to transition now from that origin story to our origin story as Ignatians, because it really does have a, a genesis in the Sacred Heart itself, um, or at least a special role therein. Now, there is a publication out there called The Pillar. It's this Catholic news organization. They do wonderful work. And they wrote a piece on the history of the Sacred Heart devotion and the role the Jesuits have played. And the author of this piece was a man named Luke Coppin, and he describes this uh, role that we as Ignatians play, as Jes the, the role the Jesuits play, rather, as the gentle burden. The Sacred Heart is the Jesuits' gentle burden. It is articulate, it is succinct, and it is true. But I want to kind of take that idea of the gentle burden and, and build off of it. Because Coppin is right that, yes, it is um, the, the gentle burden of the Jesuits. But really, I would venture to argue that it's not the sole responsibility of the Jesuits to bear this burden. We are spiritual sons of St. Ignatius of Loyola, and thus we also carry this burden upon our shoulders, I would argue. 
or to put it another way, it is not solely the responsibility of the Jesuit priests to carry this yoke. We all, as Ignatians, have a role to play in spreading this devotion worldwide. We all have uh, a, load, uh, a piece of the load to bear upon our shoulders as Ignatians. But I will be the first to admit that I have not carried this load gracefully, far from it. Um, Coppin goes on later in his piece that the devotion to the Sacred Heart is beginning to fade and it is fading fast. It has really been fading since the Second Vatican Council um, in the wake thereof, because in the wake there, um, of the Second Vatican Council, there was this huge cultural revolution within the church and, this, and the Sacred Heart was one of the things that was kind of put on the shelf. But our Lord himself gives us a glimmer of hope because he says this to Sister Margaret Mary, quote, fear not, I will reign in spite of my enemies and anyone else who wants to oppose it, unquote. And so once again, we see that we have absolutely nothing to fear. Now, what is that hope? Well, we are beginning to experience this hope right now, um, courtesy, once again, of the Society of Jesus. 2021-2022 uh, was the 500th anniversary of Ignatius's, St. Ignatius's uh, conversion uh, to the faith. That was the, uh, in the, that was the 500th anniversary of the Battle of Pamplona and that famous cannonball moment that really changed everything. And um, Father General Arturo Souza uh, made this, this, did something truly amazing and decided to, to reconsecrate the entire order, all of the Society of Jesus, to the Sacred Heart of our Lord. Preceding it, he actually wrote this very lengthy letter uh, where he describes everything that I've articulated here, the role of the Sacred Heart, and namely the role of the Sacred Heart, and the role that it plays within the Society of Jesus. Because in many respects, there's a symbiotic relationship there. Our Lord, his divine, his divine heart, his Sacred Heart, blesses the Society of Jesus, and the order of the Society of Jesus in turn spread this yoke, this um, devotion all over the world as a part of that gentle yoke. So really, in many respects, it's uh, this resurgence of the Society of Jesus is at hand. And it is one that we as Ignatians should look to with eyes full of hope. Because I've said before, and I'll say it again, in many respects, the Society of Jesus um, and really our story as Ignatians all together is kind of, you know, a microcosm for the church at large. Um, and it sort of kind of serves as a microcosm of where the church is right now um, and where the church is going. Uh, going. Uh, we start, uh, start out, you know, it's all about orthodoxy and whatnot. And then over time, we kind of forgot who we were. We forgot our heritage. This is especially true in the 70s and 80s. But much like the church at large and much like the Society of Jesus, much like the Society of Jesus, rather, the church at large is beginning to find itself again and remember its heritage. But I want to close now by asking a question. Are we surprised? Are we surprised at this resurgence? Are we surprised at the fact that there is this renewal of the Sacred Heart and renewal of Ignatianism worldwide? Because our, I ask this question because really we shouldn't be surprised at all. Far from it. We should not be surprised. The Sacred Heart is not a symbol, I'll say it a million times, but the true heart of the Divine Majesty himself. Our blessed Lord is not a God of the dead, but a God of the living. And, and being a living God, his heart has never, ever stopped beating. And I want to go back to those lines that our Lord said to St. Margaret Mary, Fear not, I will reign in spite of my enemies than anyone who wants to oppose it. I will reign in spite of my enemies and in spite of anyone who wants to oppose it. And again, he says, Behold this heart which is so 
love man that it has spared nothing, even to exhausting and consuming itself to testify its love. And that's really what the core of it's all about, right? This heart that, is, that consumes itself out of love. So, uh, so let's thank God for this, once again, for this Sacred Heart devotion. Thank God for its origins. Thank God for the now Saint Claude Le Colombieri for hearing that confession and spearheading this devotion worldwide. Of course, thank God for Sister Margaret Mary Ella Koch, now Saint Margaret Mary Ella Koch, for receiving these visions and doing what our Lord asked of her. And let us thank God again for this origin and this history of the Sacred Heart, because it is one that truly um, begins to speak to us even now, all these years later. So that concludes today's episode of Everyday Ignatian. Thank you so much again for joining us. Um, as a reminder, we publish every week on Fridays. And coming up next week, we're going to talk all about the Feast of the Sacred Heart proper. Friday, the 16th of June, is the Feast of the Sacred Heart of our Lord Jesus Christ. So we're going to be diving into that feast day and uh, celebrating it officially on that day. Thank you all once again for joining us. Please pray for me, and I will pray for you. And God bless you all. Thank you again for joining us for this edition of Everyday Ignatian. We always close each episode by reciting a prayer called the Sushipe. It was written by St. Ignatius of Loyola himself five centuries ago. If you are not familiar with the Sushipe, that is okay because I have included the link in the show notes. If you have not done so already, I invite you to go into the show notes and open up the link so that we can pray together. Thank you again for joining us, and remember, Quodcunque dixerit vobis facite. Do whatever he tells you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Take, Lord, and receive all my liberty, my memory, my understanding, and my entire will, all that I have and possess. You have given all to me. To you, O Lord, now I return it. All is yours. Dispose of me wholly according to your will. Give me only your love and your grace, for this is enough for me. Amen. Sacred Heart of Jesus, have mercy on us. All holy angels, pray for us. Society of Jesus, pray for us. Jesus, meek and humble of heart, make our hearts like unto thy heart. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. The Act of Reparation to the Sacred Heart of Jesus Partial Indulgence Plenary Indulgence, if recited publicly, on the Feast of the Most Sacred Heart. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. O sweet Jesus, whose overflowing charity for men is requited by so much forgetfulness, negligence, and contempt, behold us prostrate before thine altar, eager to repair by a special act of homage the cruel indifference and injuries to which thy loving heart is everywhere subject. Mindful, alas, that we ourselves have had a share in such great indignities, which we now deplore from the depths of our hearts, we humbly ask thy pardon and declare our readiness to atone by voluntary expiation, not only for our own personal offenses, 
but also for the sins of those who, straying far from the path of salvation, refuse in their obstinate infidelity to follow thee, their shepherd and leader, or, renouncing the vows of their baptism, have cast off the sweet yoke of thy law. We are now resolved to expiate each and every deplorable outrage committed against thee. We are determined to make amends for the manifold offenses against Christian modesty and unbecoming dress and behavior, for all the foul seductions laid to ensnare the feet of the innocent, for the frequent violation of Sundays and holidays, and for the shocking blasphemies uttered against thee and thy saints. We wish also to make amends for the insults to which thy vicar on earth and thy priests are subjected, for the profanation, by conscious neglect or terrible acts of sacrilege, of the very sacrament of thy divine love, and lastly, for the public crimes of nations who resist the rights and teaching authority of the Church which thou hast founded. Would, O divine Jesus, we were able to watch away such abominations with our blood. We now offer, in reparation for these violations of, the, of thy divine honor, the satisfaction thou didst once make to thine eternal Father on the cross, and which thou dost continue to renew daily on our altars. We offer it in union with the acts of atonement of thy Virgin Mother, and all the saints, and of, all, and of the pious faithful on earth. And we sincerely promise to make recompense, as far as we can, with the help of thy grace, for all neglect of thy great love, and for the sins we and others have committed in the past. Henceforth, we will live a life of unwavering faith, of purity of conduct, of perfect observance of the precepts of the gospel, and especially that of charity. We promise, to the best of our power, to prevent others from offending thee, and to bring as many as possible to follow thee. O loving Jesus, through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary, our model and reparation, deign to receive the voluntary offering we make of this act of expiation, and by the crowning gift of perseverance, keep us faithful unto death in our duty and the allegiance we owe to thee, so that we may all one day come to that happy home, where thou with the Father and the Holy Ghost livest and reignest God, world without end. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.